I came back hella refreshed, disconnected from everything, and then everything gets taken away. You know, that's the that's the most amazing amazing thing uh, about life sometimes. Anyways, welcome to the AA show. It's the oh, what's the AA this week? The the Austin Matthews Avengers show for April twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. How's it going, everybody? Oh man, so. I, I am pretty much talked out. I'm not tired. I'm not exhausted. I'm talked out because uh, I just came back from New York. I got to go to Toronto tomorrow. So I got to do a drive. I got to do some packing and stuff. But, uh, you know, Easter weekend, we get the Good Friday and the Easter Monday off the Passover Monday. So um, I was in New York for four days. I think uh, I had the best sleep uh, in two of the nights, like. Eight hours, seven, eight hours straight, no interruption whatsoever. I except I woke up middle of the night hiccuping, but I went back to sleep in about fifteen minutes. But why I I felt the most refreshed and that I completely disconnected from work stuff. You know, just hang out, uh, walk around, no obligation to go drunk, drunk either. Just relax, just watch sports, play games whore myself out on instagram you know that kind of stuff and uh it was good even the plane delays which sucked yesterday because of the increment weather that was delaying crews to arrive in the laguardia i never been to laguardia until this trip man i don't like it so much why is it so fucking packed every time um you know it's been it's been good it was a good trip uh it was a good trip but um came back uh work from home today i had some other personal obligations to deal with so i had to do a lot of triple quadruple tasking with the uh, stuff going on left and right you know this is what happens when you miss a weekend basically at home but uh yeah so i'm pretty talked out and then i i completely forgot that there were the two toronto game the uh, playoff game is going on so unfortunately by the time i record this you know the leaf season ended i i am not surprised lose to the bruins four to one i didn't even watch it the <laughs> measly Windows 10 notification as I sit by the desktop here is showing me Leaps have lost. Maple Leaps have lost. 4-1. to one. Wah, wah, wah. And then I'm like, fuck this. Fuck this. I kind of knew it, but then once you hear the result, you're just like, man, what, what can you do? And then the Raptors just blew the Orlando Magic out of the water, which is great. But at the same time, it's like, dude, they were supposed to do that. They were supposed to do that. So what, why, why wouldn't they? So I was just like, eh, eh. And then uh, I, I'm i more mad about the Leafs, you know. They blew game four and six, you know, six on Sunday. And I'm like, how the fuck do you blow that up at home? You know, it's like a fourth time they lose to the Bruins in the playoffs that I can remember in the last decade. You know, I just, you, even, I, you go through the pain that the Capitals fans went through until last year you know how many times can you lose to the pens how many times can you lose not getting past the second round you know that thing but you know i it's it's different they got generational talents left and right uh unlike the capitals who just had ovechkin and no defense whatsoever i i guess this team is the same they got no defense so i'm just like i you know and then i thought this year was a good chance capitals are on a bit of a rope Pens are out already by the Islanders, uh, those plucky Islanders, and then the best team ever, 
not really. But best one of the best regular seasons ever. The Tampa Bay Lightning got bounced by the Columbus Blue Jackets. So you're like, wow. And I mean, Eastern Conference teams look really good, but like, wait, you really, you really blew this. I feel like, like this is like, wow. You had some paths that are easily set for you, and you fucking blew it. So that's the feeling that, you know, I'm having. I mean, I know coming into this season for the Leafs is like, oh, you know, if they get past the first round, you know, that's a success. You know, this team is not ready. This team is not ready. But then more and more times that I watch sports, maybe it's me getting old. I've been saying that a lot. Maybe it's me getting past duty. Um, you know, opportunities don't come so often. You know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And you see that with the Washington Nationals when they sat Steven Strasburg that you know, the last month of the season and the playoffs. And it's like, dude, they never got close to the World Series run ever since then at all. You cannot baby this, you know. And then I think the Toronto Blue Jays did the best job when they kept, you know, Aaron Sanchez on the pitch count and stuff in 2015, 2016. Worked it out. And then they almost made it to the World Series, which is another last off world championship opportunity the Toronto sports should have had, you know, that 2015 season. They should have beaten the Royals. They didn't. And I'm mad about the game too still. Um, and David Price just choking it away. Game 7, they were so close, you know, making that comeback. If they Or Game 6, rather. If they won the Game 6, I think they had a chance in Game 7. You know, that would have deflated the Royals massively. And I think that the Jays team was way better than the Mets. Because they almost equaled the, Met, uh, the Royals that season. So... They blew it, and then the Blue Jays are now rebuilding again. Uh, 2016 was a good chance, too, but the Cleveland team was way more stacked. You know, Andrew Miller's on a hot streak. Oh, my God. Look at me reminiscing here over the last 10 years of the Toronto sports. The Raptors, you know, LeBron was in the East Eastern Conference, and then I, I never really thought the Raptors as the best team overall. I mean, this year, I'm still not sure because Milwaukee is really good. But then again, I feel like the Raptors have a pretty... They can go toe-to-toe with the Bucks, you know, you know, a healthy lineup, which they have right now. And they have shown that they can play against the, you know, the, whatchamacallit, the Golden State Warriors and all that. So let's see. I, I think they'll be okay against the Philly Sixers. I'm really not sure how they'll do against the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Because I think the Bucks will still overcome. Their depth is way too deep compared to the Celtics. But Celtics are hot at the right time right now. So maybe they can give it a run a little bit. So anyway, so that's a bit of a sports take there. Um, but yeah, I, I am absolutely tapped out on the Leafs. I'm <laughs> I decided going, I, I wish I wasn't such a fanatic. Even though I say I quit sports, you'd never leave your allegiance. You'd never leave your loyalty. You'd never... Leave your fandom, you know, and then uh, I guess I have an addictive personality. I said this this weekend, like, you know what, I, I guess I get pretty addictive. You know, as much as the ADD part of the addict is there, but when you when you get into it, you really get into it. So it never leaves you. And then uh, even from uh, last, wow, close to 20 years of being a Toronto, Toronto fanboy over here, you know, I'm just like, wow. Just, I wish I didn't care. I wish I didn't put. <laughs> I wish I didn't put some of these things on pedestal so much. You gotta be a stoic, you know. You just, you just need to be heartless. You need to have absolute no attachment whatsoever. 
and then in anything, you know, <laughs> and then then maybe you're just like okay pedestrian, just get by as as is. You, as a sportsman, as a worker, as a as a human being, as a student, whatever, then your life will be way easier. There was no, there's no, you know, emotional up and down. You know, maybe maybe that is a key to the happiness in life. You're happy that you're you're not over the border, but you're vanilla as fuck, aren't you? So what makes you interesting? But you know what? Just keep it casual that way. Keep it casually stoic. That is a key in life. You know. Otherwise, I won't be so like worked up, and then be worked out this way. So, anyways, well, what the hell was I gonna talk about? Um, yeah. So New York, New York trip. I I haven't been in New York since the uh, what the hell was that episode? I'm trying to remember. It was uh, I I was in New York two years ago, uh, for the Super Bowl, the Brady comeback, which was unbelievable. Still thinking about it, I was like, wow, I can't believe I watched that. Uh, what was that episode? I have an '88 lumber. I think that's what the title was. I remember because of all the Super Bowl commercials. So the episode 70, 60. Oh, God, I got to trace back here. Why am I not doing the research, BK? Why don't you do the research beforehand? Excuse me as I'm burping here. Episode 25. Holy shit, this is episode 25? Uh, I have an 88 number, New York edition. So this, uh, go listen to that episode. Uh, wow, I recorded that for 43 minutes. You know what? This is not going to go that long. I am talked out today. I am talked out. So, anyway, so New York, how was it after two years? Well, uh, I I don't know. I I, I felt old. <laughs> God, BK, you're going to be 32 or 31, and then you're already complaining that you're old. You know, this, this is a common theme throughout 2019. I enter my 30s, and I'm, I'm already wiped. I'm already wiped. <laughs> but New York, I, I always, I, I wasn't sure. I guess this, every time uh, New York, I go like, yeah, I can walk fast here. Yeah, it's pretty good. The, the thing that I learned about New York is one, uh, you know, AirPods everywhere. <laughs> and there are a lot of distracted walkers. I don't, I don't have the, I used to have those Bluetooth headsets that I love to use until it broke. So I, stop using it and then you know even at workplace at gm i think i guess i don't i'll speak on it because i think it's a good thing like hey safety first and then it's like a, one of those factory thing they brought to the office like no distracted walking you know no looking down no two he- headphones in a in the years you know that's actually a good thing I, I, as much as i don't sometimes like the enforcement of it you know approaching someone excuse me you might not want to wear the headset on both sides just open it a little bit you know speak to someone nicely instead of going up like a fucking citizen's arrest or something you know that has happened before but i think it's a good thing there are a lot of distracted walkers you know new york streets you know it's safer than it used to be like even 30 years ago of course but you know there are a lot of cars and bikes and there's no scooters which is good uh, there's a lot of distracted people. I wish I wish people paid attention more as they're walking. I think that's a problem in all the urban settings. And people wear both AirPods in their ears, and I'm like, dude, I know you want to kind of zone out, but you should at least see here, like, hey, heads up or something. I don't know if AirPod has a ambient hearing like the Samsung Icon X did, but you know, I wish people did that. And then uh, I I actually genuinely did like walking around with the noises of street and everything 
you know, maybe because I'm a tourist, I'm not there every day. It's like, dude, I really don't want to wear the headset walking around. That's so dangerous. So that's one thing I noticed. And then also, I, I don't know, maybe because I'm getting older. Just hear the theme here, you know. You're, I'm, I already, ha- I'm already in my midlife. I think I'm gonna live till sixty. I'm gonna be like Roddy Roddy Piper. I don't think I'm gonna make past sixty-five, yay. Uh, you know. So what's the point of the four hundred one k? You know that kind of shit. But um. What was I gonna say? So I noticed a lot of younger people, or maybe I everyone just looks so hip that they look young. I don't know. I just go like, hey, New York feels like a younger people city, which I can certainly see. You know, the eyes wide open, all these brand new analysts, and then uh, you know, all these uh young junior programmers and everything. It's a great city, but and more and more I go like, it's either really young people living strapped. With four roommates or really well-off people, and there's nothing really in between. It's like God, I, 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 I just don't see the in between here. And then I notice in a population, you know, the census, you know, it's like, hey, New York population ain't increasing so much. Actually, more people are leaving, which I didn't know. And more and more, I walked around the city, looked around. Of course, it's a big area, so you can go to other neighborhoods in different times. More and more, I look around and be like, I I don't know, man. I don't know what the attraction is as a, you know, as a potential transplant later. It's like, really? Even I know they're like New York was like the next hot hub for tech and stuff, working in software and everything. And Amazon, obviously, they scrapped their project, and I I kind of feel for them now. You know, I'm glad the whole whole corporate socialism got you know taken care of and all that shit. But at the same time, I go like, ah. I think the the city needs a bit of a boost. <laughs> yeah, ten. If you want to compare the ten years ago census, uh, obviously there was an economic downturn. A lot of people left at the time, but the living cost hasn't hasn't really decreased with the lack of jobs or anything. So I mean, it's been it's been great turnaround of the city and everything. But I feel like. It it feels like any other urban area that's been popping up. It just happens to be New York, so things are going faster and trendier and more international as a top, you know, top tier city. But I, the population increase ain't happening so fast like it used to. And then people are leaving, and then I I just go like I don't know, man. A lot of gentrified areas, coffee shops here and there. You know, I'm just like I don't I don't get it. I I just I don't see an attraction coming to New York unless you know it's the affordability is a question. Even if you make a decent amount of living, I'm just like I don't know. Is that enough? Where am I gonna send kids to school? Like where where is this? Where is that? Why do I have to put so much into it? You know, and so I just kind of hesitate now. You know, two years ago, I was like you know I could move here. Like I I can still do this. Maybe it's the youths of being 27, 28 at the time. But now I'm just like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Just It just feels like another big city. It happens to be New York. And the sports teams suck there. The Yankees are not better than the Red Sox. Knicks and then the Rangers are eh. Football teams are eh. There's way more drama. But I just go like, I don't know. I just don't feel it. That's the one thing I learned. And then I go to the bars and stuff. I was like, okay, cool, cool. More people. But they're... I feel like it's like it's more kids. It's like what what's so great about this? <laughs> you know, so uh and then uh I it's like 
are there more tech jobs there? It's like obviously media and stuff. It's all there. It's a core of everything. But LA has just as much more when it comes to all the content and stupid Netflix shows that you watch. <laughs> so I kind of feel for them, and I I kind of feel for these people, you know, that are living there and genuinely love the city and everything, and don't see the job growth and then the wage growth that people are looking for. So, but I love ordering food and everything. But there's got a gazillion. You know, Korean-inspired, you know, sushi burritos and all that shit. And then I, I love ordering food. I love walking around. But there's a lot of tourists. I don't want to look like a tourist. I love the Uniqlo. so close. Starbucks is everywhere. God, it reminds me of Seattle and Toronto. It's like things that I love from the living and eating perspective, it's nice. Except the cost. And accessibility, great. I don't have to drive, taxi, Uber, Lyft everywhere. Subway, people hate it, and I'm like, hey, maybe you want to take a bike? No, fuck it, I'm order, ordering, ordering Uber. <laughs> so, you know, I just like, eh. The weather is like, ah, I'm used to it. It's like Toronto weather, basically. Um, And yeah, so it's, it's, but it's like, meh. It's like, what, what's different from Chicago? What's, what's different from this part of the urban? So, I'd be like, I, I kind of feel them. There, I think there's some... There's some obvious problems with the city uh, going forward. Uh, is that going to attract people my age? Like, I don't know. It's a good sociological uh, question. I think the I have to think about, you know, and then the you know other folks are thinking about it. I'm sure the mayor de Blasio is thinking about it. It's, God, how do you attract the talent over here? Um, so, but it's been interesting. It's been interesting walking around, being a tourist, pouring myself out out in the <laughs> out in the New York. I definitely go. You know, just to hang out, but it's like, oh my god, would I move there? It's like, yeah, yeah, if you pay the money, sure, I'll go. If I can afford it, sure, I'll go. <laughs> but anyways, I'm not talking about the job prospects at this stage. It's a, it, it, it just, it, it felt different, even from two years ago. That means it's a fast-growing city, for sure. But is it fast-growing? It's a fast-moving city. Is it fast-growing? That's a good question. I don't know. So, anyways, you know what? I'm going to spend the last 5-10 minutes talking about the fucking Game of Thrones. So, I originally wanted to do surprise offsodes about the uh, each episode. But clearly, the episode 1 and 2 are not so... You know, nothing eventful really happened. I know some loyalists would argue that. So, I... I did not feel the need to record each week. I was like, what am I going to talk about other than hating on that nothing happened? So I'm going to summarize episode one and two in the remaining time that I have on here, which is uh, because I did not wait 587 days, maybe I was just like, Dude, what the hell is the point of this? You know, people love it. This is going to be supportive. People love the reunion at the Winterfell. You know, that nostalgia, family reunion. But it's like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Only eventful thing that happened at the end is a fucking baby zombie showing up. And like, ah! And then giving me a fucking house of dead nightmare. It's like, God damn it. Why you, why you give me that spook vital shit? Don't do this to me. Then episode two, I watched it three times. Well, two point eight times to be exact, because I didn't. I missed the last ten minutes the first time, so I had to I watched it again and then again. Nothing really happened. It's a lot of filler, filler, filler. I was anticipating a lot of shoot and kill already, given that there are only six episodes left. So the first two episodes are about an hour long, and then the next few are like more than an hour long. It's like okay, okay. So I. 
really don't know what they're gonna do the last four episodes. I can guess. I think Bran is a Night King. I hope Jon Snow dies. I stand by that statement. I don't care. I don't. And Gendry's a fucking pedophile. And then like, oh, everybody freaked out when Arya. I was like, so I was like, ah, it's a little too much. I was like, all right, if Arya just kissed Gendry and then like they just like fade to the next scene, I think that would have been okay. But when she started getting naked and then taking her clothes off and I was like, no, no frontal nudity, even with a body double, I was like that was good. But I just like, dude, this is too much. This is way too much time filling here, man. Too much time filling. And then I'm just like, I, I, I don't, I, I think when, I like Winterfell is gonna f- fall. You know, the, they're talking about the crypt. They're talking about the crypt in this episode. Is like, I don't know. I guess a whole bunch of people. Are, it's like the wrestling. It's like, dude, or wrestling, or boxing, or MMA. The prize fighting is like, do not let the two competitors touch until you get to the actual fight. So, do I think Jon Snow and Night King are gonna touch in the next episode in episode three? No. I think Bran and Night King are going to have a conversation. Bran is a Night King. I think this is a secret ploy that Night King has a purpose and the Night King is going to speak and then be like, you know what? I, 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 I don't give a shit about an endless night. I just want some respect, man. I want some respect. I want some human, man. I got a fucking dragon glass stuck in my fucking heart over here for over a thousand years. I got to deal with this shit. And then finally, I got a fucking Lugia, like blue fire throwing dragon. Give me some respect. I think that's all he wants. <laughs> you know, men are simple. They just want a sandwich and a plate that show up, and then they'll appreciate the women the next, you know, 50 years. He will never forget that sandwich. That is, a, like, a, Night King is probably a simple man. He's just a simple man who got caught up at the wrong moment with the children of the forest. He just needs a simple thing. He just wants to come down south, and then he'll be like, I just want respect, you know? Three-eyed raven, knowledge, brand, whatever. Maybe he's like, I just want respect. And the brand is going to be like, you know what? We're going to Dragon Ball fuse and become one, you know? And then he's going to be rolling around the chair and like, hey, the answer to ending this war was me, brand, the three-eyed raven, blah. Oh, my God. Another desktop notification comes in. Blue Jays lose. I don't care about the Blue Jays this season. Anyhow, so... Obviously, the battle is gonna happen. Brienne, you know, and all those guys are gonna start fighting. I don't know. Maybe Cersei shows up with the golden army and be like, you know what? We're gonna, you know what? Maybe the dead bodies are a little stronger than you thought. But I, I don't know. Some maybe there are weapon surprises. I keep asking, where are the innovations of Winterfell? You know, the innovations we saw in King's Landing. Maybe they. Like, stop setting up the wood fires and just like fire it up and then like burn the bodies. It doesn't sound like a fucking plan to me at all. So, John, if you're a good strategist, let's see if he can come through. I think episode 3 is going to speak on John's ability as a master strategist. I wish Jamie would have given him more input. I mean, he tried. I was like, I don't know what you're going to do with this. It's like, no one dealt with the dead body zombies before. Uh, yeah, the, the, generally the plan is we're going to hold off as much as possible. And then uh, whoever dies in this battle is probably going to fight me in the end anyway. So it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough. And Oh, I hope the dragons start burning everybody on the bottom. A hundred thousand of them. So, you know, it's like fire, 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 fire. You know, hope that does that. But dragon needs to be near Bran to protect against the Night King. Fucking John, what do you want? They got a dragon too. Bran told you that. So big dragon. Cover the cover cover for the f- ice dragon and then the small one go around stop burning everybody you know one of you gotta ride the dragon right 
or did fuck i don't know so episode three i expect a chaos or maybe out of surprise they just stop and then be like fuck you guys like this was a this was a this was rude i just want to respect i just want you to respect my authority you know that does what the night king's gonna speak and say probably oh i know whatever happened to that baby the night king turned into a little ice baby i have no idea what the fuck happened to that baby you know and then uh does night king have sex is he an essential man? Or is, it, is he a, or is he a permanent stoic? So he doesn't give a shit. He just says ice cold. Like Kobe Bryant or some shit. I don't know. But anyways, events 1 and 2 are so goddamn uneventful that I don't give a shit. Even now, I'm like, I don't know what to speak on it. I just go, yeah, it is a second hour of Monday Night Raw. i just like, I don't care. And then we're going into the beginning of the third hour. The dreaded third hour of the Raw. And I'm like, just get to the last 10 minutes, please. But, you know, maybe episode 6 will serve as an epilogue of uh, some sort and be like, yeah, shit's gonna happen up to episode 3 and 4. And then uh, 5, we're gonna wrap up this first man and the whole Night King theory. And then the last one, we're gonna do this. And then, uh, yeah, how did the Night King come about again? Dad, stay tuned for the prequel. Like I said in the last episodes, like, they gotta build this franchise. AT&T didn't buy it. You know, Warner Media for $80 billion, a massive amount of debt just to get nothing out of it. It's like, motherfuckers, like, we need content. We need hours and hours of hours of content. So after this game of theory is over, let it die down. Let people observe the Avengers a little bit too. And then they're going to work on the DC. They're going to uh, work on the more of the Harry Potter prequels. And then after that, they're going to also work on the Game of Thrones, the prequel, Night King, and then Ned Stark, and then the Robert Baratheon, and then the Mad King. You know, who's going to be cast as a Mad King? You know, that kind of shit. And then after that, we're going to have a sequel series and be like, Oh, what happened to the after this winter ended? Does a winter come back the third time? You know, that shit probably going to happen. Oh, maybe we'll have prequels of a prequel. Prequel to the, the rise of the Mad, rise and fall of the Mad King. And the prequel before that, a thousand years before. When the world was, winter world was built, you know. Maybe that. Maybe that's the thing that Game of Thrones needs to do. They just go prequel of the pre-prequel to the predecessing of all that shit, which means less minorities gonna show and show. Or maybe they'll go back and have a social justice warrior moment and be like, you know, everybody in the beginning of time of Game of Thrones was actually black. I was like, what? What? That means like, Missande and then all those uh, second sons? They're the original people? My god. We didn't know this through the entire Game of Thrones with the terrible representation of minority. Maybe that's gonna that's gonna happen by 2027. You know, we hear about it. Where are the Asian people of Game of Thrones? Nah, fuck it, they don't exist. I wish the Asian people or the Golden Army, they just show up with a samurai sword. It's like, oh, you really had to get these people, but they had to be samurais, huh? You really only had to be Japanese culture, the Game of Thrones, you know. I could hate into a gazillion million ways, but who knows, you know, so, or, you know, I don't want overrunning of the ridiculous minority sharing, <laughs> like in the fucking Star Wars sequel series right now, it's like, stop, stop, this is a little overbearing, I'm just like, stop, like, it's, it's a little, look at me, look at this diversity, and then I just like, I, I cannot handle this, it needs to naturally happen, not naturally as in like, hey, here's a staple of, I just, I, let it happen like Fast and Furious. I wasn't, I didn't know. Mad TV and Fast and Furious are the best examples of diversity of people showing. They just showed up, and then you think about it later and go, like, oh yeah, King was a cool guy. Bobby Lee was hilarious, you know, that kind of shit. 
You know, Gal Gadot. Oh shit, she's an Israeli lady playing an either Middle Eastern character. Yeah, I wasn't ethnically rightly fit, but fuck, Gal Gadot banged a Korean dude. What? How cool is that? A Wonder Woman before she became a Wonder Woman banged a Korean dude, and they both died together on the airplane wheel. You know that kind of shit. Oh, did I spoil too much? But you know what? You get my idea, right? That wasn't an over enforcement of a fucking diversity. It's like, look at me, Hollywood moment. Um, so anyways, well, how did it get there? How did it get there? I, I, I have no idea. I'm talked out yet. I went over time. So thank you very much. I got it. Thank you very much. Come again. Uh, I got to drive tomorrow to Toronto. Uh, next week. I, there's no episode next week unless I see something outrageous in the game of Thrones. Maybe then I'll talk about it uh, after I come back from Toronto. Uh, and then uh, I gotta be in Florida, Florida next week, and then uh, after that I don't think I'm anywhere until uh, I got this travel bug. So I got I caught that. So skip a week. So the, the next time I record the next scheduled podcast, I'll be back in time. Uh, and then uh, maybe more Game of Thrones happens there. Maybe maybe I'll have an offsode. Maybe I'll save that for the next episode. And that's the topic going forward. And whatever, tr- however long the Toronto Raptors last, we'll talk about that. And whatever topic comes up. Anyways, thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Tell your friends that you listen to this. Even the first two minutes, like I can't take his voice anymore. You know, give me five stars. Even if you hate me, give me five stars. Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Tune in radio, Google Play Music, whatever pod thing you use. I didn't Spotify, I'm on there. So uh, thanks for listening, and then uh, we'll check back in the uh, next week, couple weeks, uh, whatever. See you in May. Bye.